Hello and welcome to Podstuff Rides, a horror podcast for busy people. I'm your host, John Locke, and every Friday at 5pm GMT, I bring to you a 12 minute or less horror pill to kick off the weekend in a suitably spooky way. Now, last week we went to the Soviet Union for a hiking trip that went extremely wrong. And this week we jump on our metaphorical private jet again, and we head to Northeast China, where a Japanese army unit, under the guise of medical research, committed some of the worst war crimes ever committed. And that's a pretty damn high bar to clear. This is the story of Unit 731. War is a messy affair, when the only acceptable outcome is complete and undisputed victory. Pesky ideas such as ethical concerns and human rights are often thrown out the window. And when you suspect that other countries are developing their own bioweapons programs, it is surprisingly easy to succumb to the temptation to do the same. In the 1930s, Japan was looking to expand its territory by any means necessary. Surgeon General Shiro Ishii had just come back from a study abroad period in Europe and he was absolutely convinced that Western powers were developing biological weapons. He was able to convince the military press and he was put in charge of the Army Epidemic Prevention Research Laboratory, which sounds harmless enough until you actually look into exactly what they did. And within this research group, Ishii organized a secret unit, the Togo unit, which would conduct chemical and biological experiments. They initially set up camp in a prison complex in Japan-occupied province of South Manchuria, but a series of acts of sabotage forced Ishii to shut the facility down, and this could have been the end of the story, and we would have avoided a whole lot of atrocities that we're just about to talk about. But no, that was not the end of the story. In fact, Emperor Hirohito himself got involved, he doubled down, and he allowed the unit to be officially integrated into the Imperial Army, which meant access to much better resources and funding. So that's how the Epidemic Prevention and Water Purification Department of the Kwantung Army, best known as Unit 731, was officially born. Logs, as the researchers would call their human guinea pigs, were taken from the local population and incinerated upon death, which may ring a bell if you like your World War II history. They were criminals, political prisoners, homeless people, mental health patients, mostly Chinese, although there were also Russians, Europeans, Americans and Australians. Men, women, children, nobody was safe. They were injected with diseases, such as syphilis, to study their effects when untreated. They had their limbs amputated without anesthesia to study the effects of blood loss. Or maybe they had their limbs frozen and then hit with a stick to measure the effects of frostbite. They had their organs removed to see which ones were absolutely key to a person's survival. They were used as targets for grenades and flamethrowers. They were injected with animal blood. They were placed into low-pressure chambers until their eyes popped out. And what's perhaps most horrifying is that sometimes 
The researchers even forgot that they were supposed to support the war effort. Because when you have unlimited funding and very easy access to logs, all it takes for an experiment to be conducted is someone who says, hey, what would happen if we did this? Everyone was fair game, even non-prisoners. The unit conducted biological weapons tests in 11 Chinese cities. Japanese planes would fly low and release germs and infected fleas, killing thousands of people, including fellow Japanese soldiers. Areas of China that were not under Japanese occupation saw airdrops of infected food and clothing, which caused outbreaks of disease. And then the unit scientists would descend upon affected cities to observe their victims in their last moments, both to collect data for their research, but also for their own perverse amusement. The war eventually came to an end. The Axis countries were defeated, and all the Unit 731 war criminals were punished for their evil deeds. Which would be a fantastic ending, right? Unfortunately, that's not how it went. The Soviet army was able to capture 12 researchers and put them to trial in 1949. All were found guilty with sentences ranging from 2 to 25 years, and one can argue that 2 years is very little for war crimes, but those were the sentences that were given, so we're not going to argue with that. But the other researchers struck a deal with General MacArthur, and they were granted full immunity from prosecution, as long as they would share their research and data with the United States and only with the United States. In fact, the deal went even further. During the five years of American occupation of Japan, members of Unit 731 and other bioweapon research units were allowed to continue to operate with little to no supervision. Human experimentation continued, and the truth about the events was suppressed until the early 1950s. Victims that sued, and there were a few, were told that they were right, but they were never able to obtain compensation. And even today, Japanese textbooks mention Unit 731 in passing, without going into detail. Little more than a footnote in history, not relevant enough to take up more than a couple of lines of space. And with this, we have come to the end of our journey for today. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. As I said, we are live every Friday at 5pm GMT. And if you want to suggest a topic, or perhaps just share your love for horror, you can do so on my own Instagram, which is thejohnlock. I will eventually create a Podstuff Rights account, but let's do it like this for now. That's it for today. I'm John Locke. This was Podstuff Rights. Goodbye for now.